0: Love Talk Radio Let's get lost In a better place Pick up a book, Travel through time and space So much to learn So much to see A chance to escape Reality Open your mind And your heart and bring you let
1: Good morning everyone. It's beautiful outside. It's cold but the sun is shining. And we have the author of Gambling with Murder here. This book is so cool. A late night call it takes for rookie lawyer Corey Locke to kiss her J Jabber guy as a movie studio and say goodbye and what she does best is she's a PI skills. But my favorite character is the mother. I'm sorry. This is so fantastic and she reminds me of mine and her mother impersonates a senior to infiltrate the villa and wait to see what happens and what she's able to take down. This lady is non-stoppable. So good morning Lita and how are you? Welcome to
0: MTA Network. Good morning Fran. I'm very happy to be here and I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, could you tell everybody a little summary of this book
1: and give us why we, this is so cool? Why a retirement community and how come Vera became involved? She's my favorite character in the book.
0: I love her. This is actually number five in my Southern California mystery series, "Gambling with with Murder," as you said. And the the heroine is Corey Locke. She's a twenty six year old entertainment attorney whose day job at a movie studio. Takes a back seat to her investigating homicides and missing persons. That's what she loves to do. Uh, she's the daughter of a well-known Los Angeles PI, and in these in these series in the book, she's flexing her PI skills on her own and without any supervision. And as you mentioned in this installment, she goes undercover to find a senior who's missing from a posh retirement community. And why I chose retirement community is because the last few years I've had uh, parents-in-law my own parents who are on the older side I've had a good friend who's 101 and I've been spending a lot of time in retirement communities and mm. assisted living facilities and with people of a certain age so I mean it, it just was a natural progression to write about them because as you may know they're not nec- even though they may be diminished in physically maybe somewhat mentally they still have a lot going on they have things they mm-hmm. want to do you know they have I mean, they may look old, but they're really not inside. And, and that's what struck me as, you know, something that you don't really – we take for granted. You know, we don't really realize that. So I wanted, well, to, write you what, well, you. I wanted to write about them and what – thank you. I want to write about them and what they can do. And in some ways, they're like, they're like high school students. I mean, my in-laws acted like high school students in, in their 90s. Well, my mom had Alzheimer's.
1: Trusted. It made it hard, but, but you yes. know what? Mm-hmm. It, it, despite the fact that she had Alzheimer's,
0: she was a riot. <laughs> she right. just never right. knew my what she was My gonna... mother-in-law. Yeah. yeah. My mother-in-law it, was, you know, she was cognitively impaired uh, as you know mm-hmm. she she got older, and it's very challenging to deal with that because you don't know. I was thinking in the beginning, is she is this for real? Is she faking it for attention? But no, it, it's the real thing.
1: It is, and my mother made me sign and get it notarized. I'm serious. Um, I retired from teaching early. So I worked with, I was the dean. I was a reading and writing specialist, and she said, you can never put me in a nursing home. Please write that. And Yeah. I I went to every single one in the area where I lived. I went to a whole bunch, and I said Mm -hmm. I would never put anybody there. They weren't assisted living. They were regular, oh, my God. The abuse that I saw was unbelievable. So when I read this, I said, yeah, this is cool. So who is Holly, and how did she learn about Corey? And why did she need well, help? Holly, I like Holly. Holly.
0: Holly, thank you. Holly is the assistant director of Villa Sunset, which is a posh retirement community in Santa Barbara, California. And she's got uh, a thing for one of the residents there. She won't admit it, but she's kind of got a crush on him. And this mm-hmm. resident is very lively. He's, uh, you know, he's he's flirtatious. And he goes missing. And residents of this community can come and go. But she was a little more worried about him than usual besides the fact that she liked him because she heard him mm-hmm. on the phone once and he sounded like he was possibly being threatened by someone. And so this mm. time when she took when he took off she was worried. The police weren't interested because residents were free to come and go. And she tried to, you know, find out on her own but it didn't work. So she reached out to Corey, who as you mentioned or I mentioned is the daughter of a well-known private investigator. Mm-hmm. hoping that she would uh, you know, be willing to at least look into this. Well, she was really brave to do this. This is this is so
1: my amazing. So they had to figure out a way to get in because they couldn't right. just say to her, you know, whatever. Yeah. So how would they access and get inside? And what, this was a riot. What name would she use? And her mother was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to do this. This is going to be so cool. My mother would do it. Well, tomorrow. the
0: Villa, Villa Sunset has very high security. It's hard to get in. I yeah. actually based it on the, there's a, in Santa Barbara, there's the Four Seasons Biltmore Hotel that's been closed during the pandemic. And it's for Mm. sale, too. I don't know. I don't think it's going to reopen. But looking at it, I was thinking if I was the owner of this place, what would I do with it? It's across from the Pacific. It's just gorgeous. So I thought, Mm. you know, this would be a perfect place for a retirement community. So I I kind of turned it around and turned it in my fictionalized account into a retirement community. And uh, Corey and her sidekick, Vera. Their day job, actually, is working in a movie studio in the legal department. But this is what they love to do with the hopes of opening their own Mm -hmm. PI agency sometime. So anyway, Corey and Vera go and take a look at the place when Holly calls Corey to see what they're going to be up against. And they learn that the place has really, really tight security. And they can't just waltz in there and look around. So they're going to need a ruse. And so they think about it. And Corey remembers her mother. Her mother has been laid off of her job. She was a high-fashion buyer for a well-known uh, department store, but she was laid off recently, and she's bored to tears. But the other side is she doesn't want Corey to do any PI work because she's she fears for her daughter's safety. Something happened to Corey's father that she doesn't want to happen to Corey. But when Corey – so Corey actually, as you mentioned, uh, goes to her mother and – says you know what do you think how about joining us in this job and she expected her mother to say no but she's a very enthusiastic participant she wants to do it because again she's been bored out of her mind and this is a way for her to keep a really close eye on her daughter so that's why she didn't hesitate <laughs> she's
1: so, she's so cool i'm going my mother would have done it too she used to do crazy things, also. <laughs> I I would ne- I never knew I never knew what what she was going to do, and just watching mm-hmm. her drive was frightening enough sometimes. You just oh and my her, gosh. her attitude was like like <laughs> Corey's mother is. I could do it however I want. I'll do it my way, even if mm-hmm. she got in trouble.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she 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 got stopped by a police officer because she made a U turn in the wrong place, and she said, "Look, don't worry about it. I do it all the time." She didn't give her a ticket. <laughs> I swear to God, She's, I, I, by the well, time that I got done, I she was hilarious, yeah. Mm-hmm. You never knew what she was going to do. Maybe it's their, idea so. of
0: having, it's their idea of having fun.
1: It's livening
0: up their, their
1: lives. Yeah, She's, my mother was a trip and a half. So how did they fool <laughs> Letty, who is a director, and how do we get a feeling that there's not something right about her?
0: I've got an odd feeling well, about gonna her. Well, I'm going to back up a minute. Corey yeah. has a few sidekicks. He has a little team that she's uh, assimilated, and and they can do things that she can't. So one of her team members is her best friend slash newest boyfriend who's got tech skills. So he doesn't mm-hmm. like to work, to use the H word, which is hack, but he does get into the mm-hmm. computer system of Villa Sunset cool. and realizes that some of these seniors don't arrive when they're supposed to. They pay for it. They've got loads of money. They pay for it, but they arrive when they wish. So he discovered one who was going to be doing that—a Lucy Faye Nightingale. He tells Corey, "You've got a few days, you know, to get in as Lucy Fay Nightingale." And Michael has a real problem with this because he's got a, a ton of integrity, and he doesn't like mm-hmm. doing things that involve trickery or deceit. So it's very challenging for him to do it. But to help Corey, he does. So they decide to pose as a senior and. Even though Letty, as you mentioned, the, the director of Villa Sunset wasn't expecting uh, this Lucy Fay Nightingale, she, mm-hmm. you know, again they arrive when they want to. So she takes her in and she just assumes that Corey's mother, who is posing as Lucy Fay, and uh, Vera and Corey, who are posing as Lucy Fay's grandkids, you know, they're here for to check in. So she doesn't really question it. And Letty's got her own issues. As you find out, yeah. anyway, I'll I'll get to that later. But Letty Letty has issues, so she's doing her best to hold the villa together.
1: So we have Dominique. So why didn't they call the police? They didn't call the police because he
0: was missing. Right, right. So Holly again mentioned that uh, she was worried about Dominic missing, but the police weren't interested because these seniors have every right to come and go as they please. So she did call them initially, but, you know, they said he'll be back. And even if you notice, the other residents don't really seem worried about him either. They expect no. him to reappear at any moment because that's what they do. They just come and go. But she's worried because of that last phone call she heard where he, he sounded mm-hmm. like he'd been threatened. And she also knows other things, as you know, that are revealed along the way. <laughs> that's another like reason I for her worry.
1: Well, the problem with this book was I sat, picked it up, and I just sat down and read it, for real. I'm good. Well, that's
0: not a problem, Fran. That's a good. Thing. <laughs> well, it, it
1: it gets to me, you know. These, I I p- I picked up a book yesterday, and I go, it's very interesting. Oh God, if it seriously, if it takes me more than a day to read something, you're in trouble. Seriously. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Thank it, you. It, it, this took me like two hours, and I just sat down and read it. And I go, this is so cool. And then
0: you That's know you great. read
1: some are historical fiction or whatever they're interesting and it takes three days and it's like oh God please help me. So <laughs> she she's Dominique. she's really I mean of course, smart. How does she proceed? She gets access to his apartment and what does that reveal? How does she get in there?
0: I mean, well the first time she gets in, Holly lets her in to take a look yeah. around. But but it's hard to get rid of Holly because Holly's shadowing Corey all the time because, again, she's worried about Dominic and she wants to know where he is. And, again, she had a thing for him. But Corey gets in and she kind of takes a look around just to get a feel for things. And Corey is very adept, as you'll discover as you read along, at, at breaking mm-hmm. and entering, and things she learned from her dad. Because she, uh, her parents were got divorced when she was about 12 or 13, and she spent weekends with her dad And so they didn't do normal father-daughter things. He had a shooting range in his house. She learned how to shoot. She learned how to use different kinds of weaponry, legal and illegal. And she learned how to break Mm. and enter, among other things. So she's got a lot of skills. She's not a full-on PI. She doesn't have the, the license to do that. But she knows a lot of things. And she loves it with a passion. So... Anyway, that's why she goes in. She's just trying to follow clues to see if something really did happen to Dominic that they should be concerned about or whether he's coming back. And in the beginning, it just looks like he's going to come back, so she's not too concerned. But, you know, it's a it's a paying job and they need a paying job because they want to open their own agency, Vera and Corey. So she continues looking.
1: I don't I don't blame her. But she's like, oh, those are fantastic skills to learn. I think everybody needs to learn them today, unfortunately. <laughs> I think so,
0: too. I'm with you on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Seriously. So what is the Rat Pack? I love them. And who are the members? How did you create that? Uh, that is so phenomenal.
0: Well, I, you know, the Rat Pack, is, is the original Rat Pack, was, were Dean yeah. and Frank and Sammy and mm-hmm. Joey yeah. and, and the gang. So I just used that name because I just thought it was so much fun, but it's an acronym for retired and tough because there are a group of seniors at the Villa Sunset who regard themselves Mm -hmm. that way. They don't want to play bingo and canasta and, you know, Mm -hmm. get excited about the buffets. They want more to their lives. They want to live. They want excitement. They want thrills. And the members, there are five or six of them, including uh, Dominic, the missing Dominic, But they do things that the other seniors don't do. And, frankly, they don't care if they get into trouble about doing them either. They enjoy it so much that they just keep pushing the envelope. Uh, There's Dom, as I mentioned. There's Vincent. There's Peter. Mm. There's Lil, William, and Sophie, the newest member. And so Corey's objective is to get her mom into the Rat Pack so she can infiltrate Mm. and they can discover if there is something more going on because all – Clues seem to point to them having some sort of involvement uh, with Dominic, with the missing Dominic.
1: Well, wait till they get her mother in there. You won't believe it. So, <laughs> this, she's too much. So, what does she uncover in Dominic's refrigerator? And how does this lead well, to the, the title and the gambling and the poker oh, game? Corey
0: cool. Corey's the one who, as, as you know, keeps going into Dominic's room looking for the clues and uh, she finds all sorts of clues in there as well as she finds something in the fridge and she finds something in a vacuum mm-hmm. as well. In the fridge, um, she notices that everything in there is gourmet and, you know, very high-end items except for a couple of water bottles that are the cheap stuff that you mm-hmm. might buy in a, where a gas station charges $5 but they're probably 79 cents if you bought them, you know, in the supermarket. And she she couldn't figure out what those were doing in there. And that was nagging at her. Um, and i can 't say what she uncovers, but she does uncover something yeah. in there because it's a big it 's a big clue and so um, this book starts out with with uh, Dominic missing, but uh, that leads to something more as she discovers more and more clues it It leads to the possibility of attempted murder, and mm. so that 's how it leads to the title and gambling because as we discover. Gambling is going to be playing a, a big part in this book And why I chose gambling, Fran I don't know if, if your mother had any interest in gambling But oh, did yeah. you know that 70% of seniors Yeah, 70% of seniors love to gamble And mm-hmm. how self-destructive that could be Because they could gamble away their savings You know, with their, there was a, the first female mayor of San Diego Blew her inheritance on gambling And seniors are the you know, fastest my- growing population of gamblers Oh, without a doubt, my my aunt
1: was and uh, my mother were not so much my mother, my aunt was addicted to poker. Mm-hmm. And on, yeah. on Saturday night, they played. Not not only was it a dollar and two, it was ten and twenty. Forget it, mm-hmm. ten dollars and twenty dollars. Yeah. And she used to come home, and I said, How, "Why are you doing that?" And then when they went to the racetrack, forget it. When they went to the racetrack, they <laughs> took me with them. And wow. I, I would bet like two dollars, whatever. And I came home, I won a little bit. But I said to my mother, mm-hmm. gambling, why would I want to do that? I mean, money is precious, and why would you want to do She played mahjong and stuff, but my aunt was into gambling. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she loved it. Well, it's an idea. She, it she would do it today.
0: And it makes Yeah, I bet. I think it makes them feel young again.
1: I think my and aunt had a gambling a fund. I think mm-hmm. she put, like, a certain amount of money away to lose, literally. Hmm. Well, that's practical. Yeah, she That's did okay. the losing fund. <laughs> she said they they served good frankfurters in the temple at night. She would go at nine Ooh. o'clock and come home at four o'clock in the morning and I would go to her wow. really? And I would say, Where are my pancakes today? <laughs> I don't can't eat them anymore.
0: <laughs> huh? So well, the are important.
1: Yeah. So what is Sophie's role and why is Lily Lil in financial trouble?
0: This was another secret. Yeah. Well, well, Sophie and Lil are part of that rat pack. Yeah. Uh, and we don't really know what Sophie's role is in the beginning, but uh, Corey starts noticing things about her, that she's even more energetic than the rest of the seniors, that she looks surprisingly mm. uh, great for her age. She's, I think she tells uh, Corey she's 82, but in fact, she's, she doesn't look like an 82-year-old. She looks substantially younger. Uh, kind of like Corey's mom By the way, how mm. did they get Corey One more thing they did about Corey's mom is that Since they do work, Corey and uh, Vera Do work in a movie studio They went to the makeup department And they borrowed mm. some things to try to You know, make the mom look more like she belonged in there Including using a wig uh, A silver wig mm. on her hair And getting her to try to look as much More, more like a senior than she did Because she's only 55 mm. But in any case, um So Sophie's role will become revealed as the story goes on. Mm -hmm. Is is Sophie who we think she is, or is she something else? And that that becomes known by the end. But Lil is one of the seniors, actually. And she grew up in Compton, California, and she was a cook, actually, for a little diner she had. Then she wins the California lottery, and she moves into Villa Sunset, because she's got more dough than she's ever seen. And she gets... Uh, into this rat pack and she discovers that she loves gambling. It makes her feel young again. You know, it gives her, it energizes her, you know, like it typically does. Mm-hmm. And so she's totally into it and she becomes addicted. And slowly she's losing all of the money that she won on, mm-hmm. on her gambling. And so that's why she's in financial trouble. She can't, she doesn't know how to stop. A lot of people don't.
1: I've watched people yeah. take all take all their money and wind up living in the street or something. They do. That's it's, it's mm-hmm. serious. So mm-hmm. these, these scenes were interesting. Terrible. How did you create the scenes between her mom and Vincent? And he was a key player. She really liked it too. Vincent was She was enjoying yeah. this. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wanna I wanna add one more thing to this to your question. Oh, yeah, they're great questions by the way, Fran. Thank you very I tried. much. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan, like Corey is, of movies that were made in the 30s and 40s. So when I created this Rat Pack, I was thinking of some of the actors in that in that time. And Vincent is actually based on, at least the way he looks in my head, on Vincent Price. I even used the name, so I wouldn't oh, uh, I you know, it would make Price. it more real to me. Yeah, so I made him, he's a handsome devil. He's debonair. He's dashing. Mm-hmm. And Corey's mom, you know, she, she thinks he's just charming. Uh, uh, and Corey finds him highly suspicious because of all his charm. But he had money because his family was into, uh, I think they had a, some wheat factory or mm. they had made wheat, something like Wheaties or something like that. Anyway, so Vincent likes Corey's mom because she's actually, she knows how to play these people. She's got skills that, that surprise Corey at every turn. Because, you know, we regard our moms sometimes as just moms. We don't realize that they're a whole lot more than that. I know I don't mm-hmm. So so that's the way Corey is And what I really liked about this book Is it gave Corey and her mom A chance to really, really get to know each other And see sides of each other That they hadn't seen And to have greater respect for each other By the end and You I, know I what I also how loved, loved. People grow.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I love the titles of all the chapters Do you know what they were? Oh yeah
0: You know Well you see from?
1: You see, my my dad. Um, well, it's before my time, but my dad knew had a friend that was the vice president of a music company, and mm-hmm. he sort of. My sister wanted a whole lot of albums because my sister sang in shows and she danced, and then there was me the backup singer that went, la, 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 yeah, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> she, she, she actually nice. made records and stuff, and then my father my mother would say, well, why don't you do backup? And I would go, uh-huh, la, 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 says, yeah, yeah, you've got to be kidding me. And, and I majored in music in college, and I, I,
0: aced,
1: wow. every key. I aced everything except voice. It was sad.
0: Oh, um,
1: same here. Yeah, it was it was really sad. As a matter of fact, one of the professors gave me a B plus in the class, the first class, and a B plus in the second one, and I aced everything else. I was disappointed, but I took the B plus not to take the next class to kill him. And yeah, when I had a thing, <laughs> I, I actually bought I actually bought earplugs for the poor guy because it was so bad. Oh, but what can okay. you do? No, it's true. But these songs, of, of you know, they're on the radio today. You hear, you know, replays of the 50s and the 60s. So I looked up the
0: songs right. and I go, well, this is, really, this is really cool. And then I played some on my phone. Well, I did that. Well, thank you. I did that because of the seniors. I chose songs that they yeah. could be listening to. And, you know, I love Perry Como. I still listen to Perry Como, if it, you know, if I can. I love Dean Martin. I mean, I loved those songs from that time period. So he, that was a lot of fun for me to pick songs that would fit the chapter. So yeah, again, true. that that was a lot of fun. <laughs> so and what happened was when kind of player. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, Vincent is is really cool. He's really good, He's scary too. Hello. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoyed making I enjoy creating him again because yeah. I kept Vincent Price in mind. That made it more fun for me. What happens when they learn that Dom is not dead? Well, they never really know. I mean, they don't. I don't know if they really conclude. Not him sure. Dead. It's more of a matter of finding him. Yeah, where he could be. Yeah. Well, and I, I also have fun uh, unveiling him for Corey, where she actually finds him because it seemed appropriate. Uh, they try to follow him, but Dominic is a wily fellow. And that's how he gets in and out. That's how he's, mm. he does everything that he's done. And I don't want to say what he's done because he engages no. in some not legal activity. But uh, he's he's crafty. He's wily. He is just enjoying his life to the fullest, which means he'll do whatever he pleases to do and doesn't care about anyone else. So um, anyway, I, I might reveal too much if I say but... If you'll notice, the only one that's worried about Dominic is Holly. Yeah. So the re- so she probably she seems to be worried about him, but she knows him the least. The rest of them, you know. Anyway, but something happens to him, and that turns into and it makes the book into an attempted murder um, rather than just or the the storyline rather than just a missing person. And that's when Corey becomes fully invested mm. because now it's it's more dangerous, and her mother's in the middle of it too. By then. So she has to make sure that she finds out what's going on so, you know, safety can be restored all around. Well,
1: the next question I'm going to cross out because it gives away something about Vincent that we don't want to know. I just realized. Right. So how does this relate to the high-stakes poker game and the illegal poker game? That was so cool. Right.
0: And how did you create Sid? Well, let me go back to the book club. Because if you yeah. remember, um, somewhere, uh, the, oh, the mother's invited the, uh, to, a, to a book club. And so yeah. they think, of course, you know, seniors have a book club. They probably just sit around and try to, you know, look, read picture books or whatever. And so they follow, mm-hmm. Cory and Vera follow her mother when she goes to one of the bungalows at Villa Sunset for a book club. But they can't find her. The mother's not there. But uh, other members of the Rat Pack are there. And when they walk in. They, they make their way inside. They're just sitting around looking at some book about travel. And um, it just seems highly suspicious because they 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 won't say much. they are two seniors they don't know there, and they're all kind of buttoned up, so they have no idea what's really going on. And, again, it seems suspicious. When the mother returns that night, she learns that she was interrogated by some of the Rat Pack members uh, with kind of strange questions, uh, and she has to answer them properly in order to be admitted into this mm-hmm. so-called book club. So this book club is about everything but reading books, and it turns out to be about gambling. And you know, you do. I I know from having visited re- re- retirement communities that seniors do gamble in these retirement communities. They mm-hmm. play they play bingo and they win. You know, maybe uh, small prizes. Like I know my friend who was in a, a retirement community won fake jewelry she had a bunch of um bracelets because she won all the time she cleaned up the house all the time so it's just just (laughs) for fun but then we realized that these seniors aren't necessarily playing it just for fun that they're playing an illegal poker game and again i don't know if i can say more than that without giving some things away but yeah everything is up to notch in this place nothing is what it seems And everything is on the, you know, high-risk level that these seniors are doing things.
1: And it's amazing. And
0: the director doesn't even, well, she knows. She's not doing anything about it. That's even more scarier. Yeah. Well, because she stands a lot to lose. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure on her from different directions as well because we learn her background. And she was once a very wealthy person too, but she lost the fortune, and now she's working here. And trying to hold on to her job and trying to keep everything together, and it's overwhelming to her. It's more than she can handle. And I know that because my father was in an assisted living facility. It was absolutely terrible. It was terrible the things the, the neglect that went on in there. And I mm-hmm. numerous calls were placed, and the director did nothing. I became friends with the ombudsman because I had to to, to make things happen. Anyway, that's another story. But so I may mm-hmm. say someone that these seniors, who seems to, uh, they, he's the one who, what can I say, bullies the seniors around. Let's put it that way. Mm. And nobody knows exactly who Sid is, including all the Rat Pack.
1: They mm. speculate, but they don't know
0: who Sid is. Is it, is it a he or a she? We don't know. But Sid is That's the one who's collecting serious. the money from these gambling. Yeah. yeah. Sid's a money collector. He's, everything's being paid. He's the house in these gambling operations. He or she. And if they don't give them the money, they're going to be in deep
1: trouble. There's something happens.
0: Yeah, yeah they're afraid mm-hmm. of that.
1: So how does Corey manage to get into different
0: apartments, and how does she deal with Sophie? Well, again, she's got breaking and entering, so it's not hard for her to do that. And she, she does it because she needs to, you know, collect clues. She needs to get more information about this Rat Pack and who they really are because they they present a certain um, persona, but there's so Mm. much more behind each of them. And she learns that as she does go into their apartments because she finds things that don't make sense, things that make sense. I mean, there's a a typewriter at issue in in one case, and she realizes that several of these seniors have typewriters, so it's hard to narrow it down. It becomes increasingly, again, challenging to narrow down who's behind everything. And Sophie, uh, Vera, has been following Sophie around Villa Sunset. Sophie, again, is one of the seniors, uh, more recent additions, who joined mm. the Rat Pack. So Vera follows her, and she finds that she goes off the Villa property, off that campus, to make phone calls. Well, why is that? Who is she talking to that she can't talk to at the Villa? Mm. And they notice that Sophie's also questioning a lot of these seniors in, in the Rat Pack. Why? They find Sophie lurking around different places again. Why? So they start to focus on Sophie to figure out, you know, what her role is in this game.
1: Now, there's a character that I didn't mention. Who is Michael?
0: I like him know. Oh, okay. Michael. Michael's in the entire series, as is Vera and the mom.
1: Michael oh, starts
0: out by being. Yeah. Uh, Michael starts out by being Vera's. Uh, I'm not Vera. Corey's best friend from childhood, from junior high. They've been best friends. But mm. uh, as she got older, she realizes that in the first book, she has more than just friendly feelings toward him. Mm. Uh, but she doesn't want to tell him because she's afraid that will ruin the beautiful friendship. But as the series progresses, we see that changes too because he's actually into her as well. And so by this book, uh, book number five, You know, they've got their boyfriend, girlfriend, and he's currently the dean of an of L.A. Tech, which is a tech university in Los Angeles. And so, again, as I mentioned, he has plenty of tech skills. He's also uh, a great uh, culinary whiz because Corey can't cook. He does the cooking for her. And he's a wonderful mechanic as well. Corey drives a 12 year old car. So he's always, you know, fixing it for washing it, keeping it clean. He he does all the things that she can't. So he plays an important role. And that's all I can say about him as far as this book. But Mm. he does have a role that he plays in this book as well.
1: Well, I take it you're bringing them all back again. This is not over, this series. It's going to keep going, right? No.
0: I'm writing book number six right now.
1: Oh, good. This is good. Um, Before I forget, Thursday, this is like, you know, sometimes I... The, my, the fact that these that authors asked me to review their books and do these shows is like, I, I get so excited. I'm like so honored. But Thursday, Roy Johanson, Iris' son, Killer View. Be there. You, you, it's, it's amazing. Uh, the 28th, African Vengeance. The 30th, Somebody We All Know and Love. Lee Matthew Goldberg, Banish Me. On the 31st, mm-hmm. FBI agent Michael Tabman and friend will take on whatever's happening in the news that he wants to talk about. I'm right there. On the 4th, I've got Paradise Cove. And on the 7th, I have a panel show. We're going to talk about when you write a book, how is your setting educational and what can people learn from it? So there's John Gilstrap. Alan Topol, Stephen Harms, Emma Horton, I hope she comes from because husband's brother was about, about Antarctica and Reese Hirsch. That should be interesting, and that's just some of what's happening in April. And I should say, I, I, I can't believe it. Um, Amanda Quick, Jane Ann Kranz is coming on on April 26th. That's the first, and she wow. asked for the interview. <laughs> that, that's what I said when I wow. got the email from her. Go like, oh my God, you're mm-hmm. going to be kidding me. I was like, that's fantastic. So, I would, I'm honored, yeah. And last week I did interview Philip Mongolin, the uh, Darkest Place. If you haven't read it, oh my God, he's great. So, how does her mom prove that she's right for the job, and then she becomes well, a target? I got worried about that one.
0: <laughs> well, she well Corey has misgivings from the very start, especially when they first arrive at the villa, because the mother gets a little flustered because you know this is her first time, and she. Maybe says too much, she says things she you know that she shouldn't be saying she's nervous, mm. but uh, again, as it as the um, book progresses, we watch that no she's a, she's very capable she's able to move right in places that she should as a matter of fact, Corey sometimes interrupts her when she shouldn't because her mom's like in the thick of things, and she mm. she's trying to uh, unveil um, clues when and Corey interrupts her so and Vera keeps assuring Corey that your mom knows what she's doing; she knows exactly what she's doing. Just leave her alone and she'll make it happen. So Corey has to learn that, which she eventually does. but her mother's right there she's right there at her side, doing the very best that she can and she's a, without her, they never could have gotten in in the first place and learned the stuff that they learned so she plays a huge role in helping um figure out what's going on and she plus, actually likes mother to loves her mother do well too. She, that's what I was going to say, Exactly what I was going to say. She loves the lavish buffets. She loves mm-hmm. dressing up because she's a, a fashion, uh, you know, aficionado. She's—I mean—it's just like the perfect place for her to go. She loves socializing. She's in her element. So again, she's perfect for the job.
1: I don't think she wants to stay there forever, but
0: no, is, no, she's, she's not quite. No, is, one, no <laughs> one, no
1: one, no one wants to. <laughs> How did you create no, the scenes true.
0: between Corey, Sophie, and Peter? Oh, inside Peter's uh, bungalow. Well, yeah, you know, again, Sophie's always lurking where she shouldn't be, and and Corey's following Sophie to see why she's lurking where she shouldn't be, and they happen to meet near Peter's bungalow, and they see Peter kind of, um, mm. you know, a lot of these seniors might drink too much, and they see Peter in this case. Staggering towards his bungalow, and so they go to help him inside. And it's also a way to get them in, get Corey in, so she can take a look around because he has the swankiest bungalow of all at Villa Sunset, and she can't oh. get in because he's got this this uh, major lock on this gate, so it makes it hard for her to get in there. So here's a easy legitimate way for her to get in. And Sophie, while Sophie's with him, Corey takes a look around to see if she can find a particular clue that she's looking for. I don't want to say what it is, but anyway, they take a look around and they discover things. Uh, Again, I don't want to say what it is because it's going to give her away too much, but uh, that's how they got in, and that's how they they figure out even more uh, that's going on. And you'll notice a progression between Corey and Sophie, too, because uh, Mm -hmm. they kind of become allies as the story progresses. They're both kind of after the same thing. I just let the characters lead me, Fran, uh, to see what happens. I, I never know before I'm writing how this is going to turn out. Uh, but if, anyway, this turned out exactly the way I wanted it to. As a matter of fact, when I first wrote the book, it was, there was a different first chapter. I didn't really think much about it, but my first reader is always my mother. Uh, she's very good. Cause she's my mother's a very harsh critic, so I need her to read my books. She's read all of them. And she told me in the original first chapter that nothing happens here. So I went back and I wrote that first chapter that you read about the warehouse mm-hmm. and the missing props. Yeah. Because I, w- I needed more action. And I needed to tie that into the book, and I did. But I wouldn't have done that if my mother, my critic, hadn't told me that you need something more at the beginning. Anyway, I don't know how I segue to that. But I was just trying to explain a little bit about how I le- let my characters lead and how I write, and I, I do have a tendency to go back and rewrite the first chapter. In at least three of my books, I've done that. See, that's what I miss.
1: My sister passed away in July of 2010 under unusual circumstances, Aww. and I can never found out exactly what caused her heart attack. But she was the one that, that, when I yeah, it's scary. My first book mm-hmm. was called My Name is Bertha. Because my sister mm-hmm. said when I retired from teaching, I'm little now, I weighed like 108 pounds, I weighed like over 200 pounds. wow. Because I was eating myself oh my into oblivion because of my mom. And I never did that before. Mm-hmm. So she said, why don't you write mm-hmm. a book? I said, why don't you not say that because I'm going to write it about us. Growing up in the South Bronx yeah. with my sister. And it was mm-hmm. called My Name is Bertha. She's Tilly, the spoiled brat. And I'm Bertha, my grandmother who never smiled, Ever. And the, mm. the, book is, the book is cute because it's got lessons for teachers and, you know, st- uh, talking points and uh, book discussion and whatever. And she was my worst – she, she criticized everything I wrote. She corrected my English, and I miss her. And my, my uh, husband's mother, Mom Lewis, died right after, and she was my other editor because she was a real editor.
0: Aww.
1: So it was mm-hmm. like – that is – yeah. So I know how it is. My mom th- didn't read. She read magazines. She didn't read my books. Mm-hmm. She just said your mm-hmm. sister will fix it. So, tell us about the creating the final scenes. How did you create and piece it all together? Because no one's going to get what happened. They're not going to believe
0: it. <laughs> There's a lot of reworking because I needed it to make sense mm-hmm. to me, and I needed. Mm-hmm. But I, but as I mentioned earlier, Michael is just brimming with integrity. And he could not let – I feel, I feel uncomfortable with deceit, and so does Michael. And so that needs yeah. to be reckoned with by the time the book ended. Uh, it just couldn't because it wasn't – it's not good. It's not good for the people. I, I don't like – deception is okay as long as it's, it's, it's dealt with, in my opinion anyway. So I made sure that the deception of her mother playing Lucy Faye Nightingale and Corey and Vera playing her granddaughters was um, confronted and, uh, you know, made okay. <laughs> so that's basically what I did. So it was a lot of, as you mentioned, is piecing it together, a lot of reworking to get it just the way it, it could be for me to feel comfortable enough with it. So that there was, I, always, I have to have happy endings. I cannot have ha- unhappy endings. And so I mm-hmm. wanted it to work out well for everybody, which I hope it did. That was my objective.
1: Well, I have to honestly say that
0: <clears throat> what I do after
1: I finish reading the books and re- interviewing the author is there are a lot of people in my building that read. And Mary wants this one. I know that. I, I save the good ones for Mary. <laughs> because she's oh, like, "Thank you so much. They they love me because and the porter loves me because I gave him my like 50 books last week to send home to his foreign to his country because they don't have books there where he lives." Aww. Um And I I give him clothes, but I give him my books. I give him uh, glasses that I don't need. The frames that are really expensive, because he—if I—all I have to do is say, "Rich, can you do this?" and it gets done before I even can say anything. He does oh. things that are amazing. So it's worth it to me to give it to people that don't have. And he, he comes from, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it's Ghana or Nigeria, but they don't have any libraries and stuff there. So mm-hmm. if I give them stuff to read, it makes me feel happy. And I told him his girlfriend yeah, has a lot you. of books to read.
0: Thank you for being thank you for being so generous. Oh. That's heartwarming to, to hear. Thank you, friend
1: yeah, pe- People just are not anymore. So this part really got me. She had to fake being who she was. How do you get into mm-hmm. a, a, a retirement when you're not the person? And what happens
0: when the person shows up? Yeah, that that was the problem the whole way. And for yeah. me as a writer, because how am I going to deal with that? Because I don't want the deception to continue. It's disturbing to me. So, so I had to make it, it work. And you know, I mean, again, these people are older people. Lucy Fay, she's very sophisticated. She's been around, and she's got plenty of dough. She's got plenty hmm. of money. So when, you know, she is a also, I view her as being a wise person. And so she sat back, and she kind of assessed the whole situation, and she came up with what she came up with um, with a little help from Michael because Michael, again, is a very sweet, charming, uh, hmm. I guess, you know, I mean, he – what you see is what you get. He has a lot of integrity. He's very sincere, and that sincerity got to Lucy Fay. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so what happens with Holly anyway. and Lottie at the end? What happens
1: with them? Well,
0: well, Letty, Letty has has um, she goes on a leave of absence. Mm. Again, I'm giving it away, but that's okay. I hope that somebody would still read it and think it's fun despite the fact they know a few things. But Letty has to go on a leave of absence because she was overwhelmed from the start. This job was just too much for her. I think um, when her family lost this property, because as I mentioned, they once owned it, um, part mm. of the deal was that she would, she would work there somehow. She got her way into becoming the the director of this place, but it was just too much for her. She didn't have the right experience, so she goes on a leave, and Holly, everything turned out the way, you know, it, it should have because of Holly hiring Corey. So Holly becomes the interim director of Villa Sunset, uh, so she gets um, promoted. We'll see how long that lasts. That depends upon Holly and how she can handle it, but anyway, I just gave away that part of the ending, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> are you going to bring the seniors to the seniors back in the next one, the Rat Pack, or are you going to have a totally
0: different thing for Corey to do? You know, each of my books has something totally different, except for the usual characters, Corey and her sidekicks, her mothers in them. Mm. Um, there's actually a sidekick missing in this one, James, who's an assistant DA. I'll bring him mm-hmm. back in the next one. No, but the next one is interesting because you just mentioned that you're. Your sister Mm. passed away in 2010 of a heart attack, and you still don't know how that could have happened. Well, you know what? My next book is about a character who passes away at age 72, completely fit, and her sister thinks that there was more to it than just a heart attack, as the doctor saw it. So she hires Corey to investigate to see what really happened. I mean, was it a heart attack? It's so fine. She died peacefully in her sleep, but. Sister just feels there's something more going on, and I can't say why, but there are things that happen. So, I mean, it's it's the same thing. Corey's going to find out whether the sister, you know, died peacefully or not so peacefully. Yeah, so she that's, died. That's, my, that's book um, number six.
1: Yeah, I wish I wish I had Corey to investigate. I did, you know, ask the police and stuff like that. My sister had a heart attack supposedly at two thirty between two thirty and and three o'clock on June twenty six two thousand and ten. Her husband mm-hmm. never called nine one one for twenty seven minutes. I know it for a fact. And mm-hmm. he thought she was faking. He told eight different lies about where she, where he was at the time. And he didn't mm-hmm. call me till eight o'clock at night. That's when I found out. Mm-hmm. At which point mm-hmm. I got into, we got into the car. I was in the Bronx at the time before my mother died. And it took us two hours to get to the hospital. When I got there, there mm-hmm. was a message that said he wanted to pull the plug. I said, I'll pull yours first. Oh. And oh my God! It, it was yeah, it was horrible. About a month later, I came into the hospital and she was in hospice. And I'm going like, her vital signs, everything came back, except her brain waves. They weren't sure. So I said, why don't you do mm-hmm. another EEG, and then I'll know if there's any hope for my sister. She was fifty something years old. She wasn't old. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she was like a, a month younger than me. I, I'm a year younger mm-hmm. than me. And I'm like, how how ridiculous is this? And mm-hmm. he. But Jim McClellan, he didn't care. He stood, he stood there. I called. If I tell you, Lita, I called Japan, uh, Israel. Is, there was an author in Israel that called me and put me in touch with Hadassah uh, Hospital, mm-hmm. Excel in Germany, every hospital foreign country in Europe, every hospital in the Bronx, every hospital in New York, Kessler Foundation, um, Book And every one of them reached out to me and said, if she opens her eyes, we'll take her. Five minutes after Mm. she died uh, in July, five minutes after, XL called me and said, we don't care if she wakes up, we've got a plane waiting for you. We're going to send it to America. I cried. I could not believe. I could not believe. Mm -hmm. It It was five minutes after that monster called me to tell me that my sister died. I I hung up on him. I said, these people Mm -hmm. all over the world, everywhere, reached out to help mm-hmm. me. I said, and if I would have, I, I don't even know. If I would. If they would have called in the Trent, morning, maybe. Where's the husband it, today? You know? Uh, yeah, I know where he I'm is. Well, I would like him also to be. He's still um, he's, he okay. called me, and I said, if I tell you, Lita, I was at the funeral home because I had to set up the funeral. Nobody else could do it. Mm-hmm. I sat in mm-hmm. the office of the funeral director, and he said to me, I think you should pay for your sister's funeral. Why should I? And I just looked at him. I said, you're married to my sister. Unfortunately, she married you and divorced the best person she could have been married to for 24 years. And you're telling me that you don't want to pay for her funeral? Get that charge card out. I should have taken my husband's card because I was in debt a half a million dollars for my mother for her home care. Otherwise, I would have paid it myself. So I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. Whatever. And it got worse Mm -hmm. because she wanted the money Mm -hmm. back. He demanded the money back wow. from my niece and nephew and he demanded more. So he right now he's probably doing whatever. The reason? He was cheating on my sister. Mm-hmm. And she was in the way of his social life. So we had the year later we had an unveiling and he put his girlfriend. Yeah, this wow. person. So yeah, so he's somewhere. As long as he's I, I blocked him from my um from Facebook, I blocked him from my phone. I told him I never want to hear from him again. So whatever mm-hmm. he's doing, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah. care. Hmm. So this, yeah. this this book really, I mean, it says it all. It says it all, yeah, because you don't know. Somebody has a heart attack, and the doctors there said that she was had a heart attack. But basically it was her brain waves that, that they said went. So I demanded that the head of neurology come and look at her one more time, and he did. And he said, I think mm-hmm. maybe we have something there. And I said, well, why don't they do another EEG? I don't even know. It's too late now, but mm-hmm. that, this, right. that's that's the problem because people just don't care. And it sounds like my, my next book, Fran. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. It sounds like my book number six, which yeah, but I mean that's they're kind of similar to what I'm writing. Believe it or not.
1: Well, I'm going to definitely want to read it. Are you going to do another tour for part with partners in
0: crime? I did last time. I probably will again. Yes. <laughs> They, yes, they did well with me. They are absolutely the best. The only thing I miss,
1: I miss is Cheryl, oh. because Cheryl used yeah. to listen to the shows and she used to you know, text me when I when I when something wasn't right. You, you, did you really say that? Did you do that? Oh my god! <laughs> but I yeah, I read um, I got a book yesterday. It's really interesting. It's it's a historical fiction about Virginia, uh, colonial Virginia, uh, Cry of the Innocent, and it's about slavery and how the slaves were mistreated back then. And it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read Murder, Sweet Murder. I got them on the other day. And I've got a whole bunch more that are staring at me that are going to be waiting a while, whatever. So where can everybody find out more about you and your work? That's the first question.
0: Oh, they, can visit my, they can visit my website, LitaSideris.com. That's L-I-D-A-S-I-D-E-R-I-S.com. Uh, I'm on my books are on Amazon. This book is murder, uh, a gambling with murder. I've got four more before that, but they can all be read as standalones. Did you find that to be so, Fran? You didn't need to read the first four to read this one, right? No, I, I knew right away. But I said, you know, I'm sorry that I
1: didn't get to read to get to know them before. You know what happens? Gina emails me and says, I have um, somebody that wants a review, wants an interview and a review. Sometimes when I look on Amazon, the book's not there. Or it's mm-hmm. not okay, anywhere. it was too early. It, yeah. Yeah, it was too early. So I said, you're making it hard for me. I need something. So that when I download it and I put it in my uh, schedule, I just fixed yours because I didn't have anything to put in there. And I'm going like, I like to write something you know, so that when people mm-hmm. see it. But it's on Facebook now and people are listening. I know that. Okay. And I put, I put it on Facebook this morning. You want, you want to read this, people, because this is great. Because this lets people know that seniors are intelligent. I mean, when, mm-hmm. I, when, I, when mm-hmm. I make a phone call and they say, what's your date of birth? They go, it's one of the days of the year, a long time ago, or this year, or maybe next year. It's none of your business. I won't tell them. Because mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter how old you are. It has nothing to do with your mm-hmm. intelligence. It just means that
0: exactly. that's,
1: the num- that's the number they gave you that week. And I, I have no idea what it is anyway. And I just tell them it's none exactly. of your business. I forgot. And then they said, good well, how am I, I supposed to know thing. it's you? Yeah. I won't tell them. And they said, well, how am I supposed to figure it out? I said, you have an address. Figure it out. And I, most of the time, I won't tell them.
0: <laughs> I, I, I good won't. Good for you. And I'm not
1: that old. It's just that... I find it insulting, very insulting. Yeah, I'm with and, you. I'm with you on and that. And one of them, I said to them, I'm a host of a syndicated radio show. I interview famous authors. Oh, that's so nice. So cool. Nice of you that you do something, dear. I go, why don't you listen to find out what I can really do? <laughs> I, crack, I crack up laughing. I go, how stupid people are. I mean, really. Yep. So <laughs> this has been fun. Um question do you do panel shows too because I'm going to be doing a couple more besides the one I in um, April oh good I'll have that that's great because I'm doing one this is going to be a riot in um, May with Vincent Zandri and Dick Belsky and I'm waiting for uh, two other people to tell me if they want to join me to do this um, where do you write is this Vincent goes to foreign countries so I said well why don't we talk about where you write and how it inspires you to write and different ways to write. So I thought that would be cool. But I want to do one in either one. August and September. The hardest thing for me is to write that first line of the book, mm-hmm. the first paragraph. Shame here.
0: Right. That, so
1: Same I here. would love and to talk to authors for, about, yeah, how do you write that first paragraph? How do you know that word? You know, it could take me 20 years just to write the first paragraph. How do you, how do you get that that interest in a in a in a in a reviewer? I mean, I read books and I go like, oh God, do I have to finish this? The first paragraph, oh my God, do I have to read the first chapter? Oh God, help me!
0: And yeah, that's so interesting, Fran, because in my upcoming book number six, it's actually called Murderous Means, or will be called that. That's my working. I shouldn't mm-hmm. have said that, but I just did. In any case, mm-hmm. I worked so hard on that first paragraph, now it's exactly as I like it. But by the time that t- that I get to the end, am I still going to like it as much? We'll see. So
1: I'm going to have to get, you know, I'm going to have to find out. I'm going to do, see, I don't think I have a date in August, but I do in September, so I'm going to let you know because I want to do something. I don't do normal things when I do what well, the panel shows. It has to be different. <laughs> I mean, I did one mm-hmm. in January with five authors. This is hilarious. The last line of your novel, is it a, it, does it show that the book ends or is there going to be a sequel? Or what does that last line do? Oh, it's hilarious. It was It was too much. good one. Yeah, yeah you, good you just. One. You just. I, I can't do something that's boring. But thank you so much. This has been fun, and you just brightened my day. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so thank much, you. Fran. You brightened my day as well. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Every, Everybody have a great day, and everybody do something nice to somebody. Do something kind. Do an act of kindness. You'll feel so much better. And thank you so much, Lita. Everybody have a great day, and bye.